Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now, introducing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C. And the Mako Shark! It's time for them fighting words! Hello, good morning, and welcome to them's fighting words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Thanks to Neds. Take UFC to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly, call 1 800. 858-858. Mako Shark, how are you going, mate? Matty C, mate. I'm doing quite well, mate. We're back again this week after a huge one for the boys over the last seven days. It's actually been a phenomenal <laughs> bit of a whirlwind, I reckon. And we're back here again this week with a massive show, mate. We're here. We've got Josh Coolabout coming up after the break. Can't wait oh. to talk to him after a uh, fairly impressive victory there at UFC 284 in Perth. We were there. Absolutely, quite mate. exciting. We've also got Jacob from the Hex. Hex Fight Series here in Melbourne. So that's going to be good to talk to him later in the show as well. Huge event coming up next Friday. So it's an action-packed show. Mate, I feel like I've seen you more than my, uh, my family the last two weeks. I'm not against it, but, geez, we're, uh, we were together yesterday. Shout out to my little girl. It was her first birthday. I said, we're doing it again tomorrow, mate. It felt like it was just yesterday, but it's uh, foot to the floor, isn't it? The sport's growing. We're growing, and it's, it's exciting. As you mentioned, the Hex... The Hex Fight Series in Melbourne is going to be uh, superb, Mako Shark, to have have a chat with Jacob because that's a that's something that's close to our heart. We have a promotion that we can go and watch, um, sort of, you know, when the, when the events are on. So we're excited. But you spoke about Josh Coolabow. Let's talk a little bit about the event mm. that we just was at, Mako mm. Shark. And I got in a little bit of trouble again. Went on. Uh, shout out to Kingy and Cornsey for having me on again, and I've. Uh, as Cornsey said, I've made uh, two big statements big. in two weeks. Yep. I, uh, I went on this week and said it was uh, up there with the best events that we've ever put on in this country, Mako Shark. Well, it might have sounded a little <laughs> bit ostentatious coming out of your mouth, I reckon, on the radio there, but I reckon you were spot on. Maybe not the best event ever put on, but I would call best atmosphere, best electricity I've ever been involved in in a stadium anywhere in the world, Matthew. I've oh. been to, you know, Madison Square Garden, seen some American stuff, been to WrestleMania, we've been to Grand Finals, Anzac Days, all that sort of stuff. But the electricity in that building, when the Volk was doing what he does, I've literally never felt anything quite like it. It's pretty foreign to our country, though, to have a crowd 99.9% cheering for one, mm-hmm. one individual or one team. It's not really because we're so, you know, we're so good with how we do it with the AFL and the NRL and it's all very nice and people sit next to each other and there's not, not as much passion as you see in other sports and codes, but this was basically, apart from three or four, this was 17 and a bit thousand people cheering for one man, um, and I've never heard a crowd like that, Maker. No, not at all. You can tell the Volk, he really is. I, he, we've said it before, I'll say it mm. again, he's Australia's greatest athlete at the moment, and the way he uh, put on a show for everyone around the world on Sunday, 
It really was phenomenal. I reckon everyone went into that fight a little bit, uh, a seed of doubt in their mind. Can he really do what we think he can do? Can he match it with Makachev and the wrestling skills, the Dagestani stuff? Can he do it? And I reckon we, within about two minutes, two, three minutes, you could, you could feel the crowd start to rise. When he got yeah. back up, when he started waving the finger, he shook their head. He goes, I can do this, mate. You can't keep me down. The whole joint literally started rocking. And there was, as you said on radio as well, there was grown men starting to well up in the, in the stands. Well, I think they thought that was a bit of a giggle from Kingy and Corns, but that, that was legit. I think I was nearly one of them. Oh, I had tears I, in I felt this sort of salty discharge building up, Mako Shark. I didn't know what it was. It was a genuine discharge from a lot of people <laughs> in that stadium, I can tell you. But in the fifth round... That was unbelievable. We all thought, everyone in the stadium, around us at least, we thought it was 2-2 going into the fifth. And when he started raining down blows there in the, in the fifth round and really broke Islam's will, I reckon, he broke his spirit in that fifth round and we thought he'd done enough. We well, actually thought we'd witness history here. Live, when watching it, we scored at 1-1 after two and then obviously 2-1 after three. So we were like, how good's this? And then mm. going into the fourth, he obviously lost that. It was 2-2. So we were all sort of baiting on that last uh, last round, which he clearly won. So we were spooning and cuddling and nearly pashing that we thought that we just witnessed the, the greatest achievement of an Australian sporting athlete. And it just didn't go the way. Didn't get the rub. Uh, didn't get the home ground rub maker. Didn't get the rub. We thought he might get the home ground event. A bit of home cooking there with the judges. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Sucked the air out of the building. Oh, I'll tell you what. Have you ever felt the, the air get sucked out quicker? It was pretty flat in that building. Oh. You could hear a uh, cotton ball touching a piece of felt. It was that quiet. Oh, good Lord, you could. It was, um, and then the, the annoyance of trying to get out of an arena. No one's oh. ever clocked that, have they? No. If you're out there and you've got any ideas, please uh, call in because has anyone ever clocked the nice, comfortable exit from a stadium? It's like trying to, buddy, herd 15,000 sheep through one gate. It's no good at all. But <laughs> look, it was a great event. And not only the Volk, there was a lot of Aussies on that card, a lot of friends oh, yes. of the boys. We're going to have Josh Coolabow on after the break and talk all about that as well. But few blokes, actually. Jamie Malarkey, a good, good Aussie lad, had a good win. Looked pretty uh, calm, composed. Good performance from him. We had Jim Crute, our man, in a war, Matthew. Didn't quite get the result. Actually, a split draw there in the end. A bit disappointing. But, yeah. gee whiz, it was a fight, wasn't it? He uh, showed some ticker, our man, Jim. And we've been, uh, oh, absolutely. Heart uh, unmatched, I reckon. Almost to his detriment, I think, Mako Shark. Um, most men wouldn't have got through some of those straight rights that he was eating. And then... Just the willingness that when he got collapsed and I thought, oh, no, he's been folded here. He then managed to take him down. Yeah, so we spoke about this on the podcast this week. What's the name of the podcast, please? You do it better. It's called Huda Fuka. These guys. Where can they see us? Where, whereabouts are we? Oh, you know, just on all the uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, yeah. Apple, all these sorts of things. So I spoke about it on there. And the, the umpires and officiant, um, you know, officiating in this country gets a lot of grief in every code. But I think uh, Mark Goddard, Mako Shark, mm, I think it. he should actually have got a – don't worry about the 50K bonus of some of the fighters. I reckon he should have got one because the way he, uh, he handled that moment, that crowd, and allowed Jim to defend himself to the point where he couldn't, and obviously he could. So if he had stopped it there, it would have been a crying shame, and he didn't. So I'd like to give a shout-out to, uh, you know, to someone that doesn't normally get one. No, great refing there by Mark Goddard. Yeah. And yeah, not only did it look like, oh, a lot of refs might have stopped it at one point there in the first, but... Mate, Jim showed. He's got the heart of a lion, and he came out and he dominated that third round especially. Yeah. And uh, great to see from the man from Bendigo, our man, Cruz the Barber Beefcake. So he'll be back. They're going to run it back, they reckon. I saw that. So that's, that's, that's what's next for Jim? I think it's him and Alonzo again. They'll probably run it back over in the States, I'd imagine. I reckon, you know, just fine-tune a few things. Jim yeah. knows what he's got to do, and I reckon he'll get the chocolates. Yeah, absolutely. And who else caught your eye? For the listeners out oh, there. Another one of our men, actually. Another friend of the pod and friend of the radio show. Farjack. Jack oh, Jenkins. Yes. Friend, of this, friend of this radio station, actually. Does a lot of work. Does a lot of work with the race boys, the track boys. But 
tell you what, he went out there and just did exactly what he told us he'd do. He went out there and decimated a man's leg, just butchered it, and uh, looked good in his debut in the UFC. He did, mate. And did he break it? Did he break? Because he come on and said he's going to break it. I think he's – would you give him the technicality of a break? I reckon he, he smashed it up enough to call it a break, but I don't think it was broken. I no. saw Don Shanus. He's actually not a bad bloke, Don yeah. Shanus, in the aftermath. But not broken, just severely uh, injured, I guess. <laughs> Poor fellas are uh, stuck in the country too. Yeah. And we spoke about this. Uh, a 12, probably a 12K show – 12K win, he didn't win, so he's sitting on 12, gets taxed by Australia and America, mm. then has hospital bills. I'm sure the UFC cover that, but then can't fly. So because his shin's so banged up, stuck he's actually in stuck country. in the country. He's yeah. got to pay his coaches. I'm sure he's got a dietitian. The bloke's probably just broken even. So if anyone's out there and you see Don, <laughs> Mate, if, you're a, if you're an avid fan of Don Shanus or anyone out there, maybe just sort of buy him a meal if you see him, yep. get him a smoothie or an acai bowl, do something for him, I reckon. Maybe a poke he, bowl or something poke, like this, yeah. Yeah, there's all that rats. sort of... <laughs> Might go all right. I think Don needs some help. Yeah. I feel sorry for Don. Nah, good on you, Don. But look, look, Jack Jenkins was always going to get the job done. We knew he would. Yes. And I think big things coming for our man Farjack. He's oh, gonna, yeah. uh, He's put that division on notice, I reckon. Yeah, he has. So. He has. And like you said, he got kicked and he went, oh, I got you. Yeah. Don went, I got you. And he went, nah, mate, this is a kick. And then just absolutely crippled his legs. So don't play was... you, Don't play silly games when it comes to leg kicking with Jack <laughs> Jenkins, Don. You learn that one, mate. Put that down in the notebook. So people before have been... Uh, I guess sort of said that we're too Anzac savvy and we always, on our multis, we're always putting the, the Aussie and the NZ lads and ladies in there, Mako. But I, it was cooking with gas. The, the, it was the, cooking. Yeah, and then there was a couple of sort of things that didn't go our way with it. But it was, um, it was an outstanding performance from all the Australian talent um, on was, that card, wasn't it? It totally was. They got uh, Justin Taffer, the bad man. Knocking a bloke out. Parker Porter, he got absolutely flatlined in the first round. If you reach, I teach, said Justin Tarver. I like that. Put that on a shirt, son. We said that uh, Parker Porker looked like a Netflix crime series waiting to happen, didn't we? He did, mate. He, uh, he should probably get out of the sport after Driving that. his 85 Denali, doing some hunting, and probably not there to be doing anything other than getting knocked out. I don't, I don't know if he's one of those knockout guys that just sort of... No, he shouldn't have been playing that with Justin Tarver. <laughs> don't come running in with your chin up like that. It's not going to end well, Mr. Porter. <laughs> it's, it was outrageous, actually. I don't know if he lost a bet and they just said, run at him and see what happens, because I think you'd be doing the other, wouldn't you? Just stay back, stay back yeah. and try and sort of, yeah, because as you oh, said. Yeah, I've just forgotten. We've got to get to one real quick as well. What? Jack Della Maddalena, superstar oh, yeah. born. Yes, don't forget about it. We already him. knew he was a star. There was a lot of question marks. Can he keep doing it? Can the train keep rolling on? Is the hype train going to get derailed by a six foot four Randy Brown? Well, I tell you what, the hype train just gained a whole lot of steam and this man is going to the top, I reckon. Absolutely, and I think we said that there's a couple of guys in that top ten even that he's probably got covered. Like you'd be happy to put your mortgage payment on. Responsibly. Neil Magny or Jeff Neal or anyone with the name Neil in your... I can start looking behind your your shoulder because Jack Della's coming. You reckon attack the Neals? Attack the Neals, get in there with the blokes. I reckon maybe Vicente Luque, you're in a bit of danger. I reckon these top ten blokes, they're going to be panicking. Well, he was calling out uh, Nate Diaz. Before, so like you can, that's not you know that's also, not a man that's looking to have a challenging fight or put his you know that's just he wanted clout and a bit of cash, um, Luke. So I reckon JDM should target that. 
Well, Dell is calling out Shavkat Rachmanov, so Ooh. he doesn't care who he. F- he's a hat boy too, isn't he? He's a fluffy hat guy, so he was big balls to call out a, a fluffy hat guy. So <laughs> Jack Dell is the man for the job, though. That was huge. The atmosphere for the Perth boy local that was that was as good as anything I've been involved in as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, and uh, had the opportunity to meet his manager, and he's got a good head on his shoulders too, Mako. So uh, no doubt he's with the right people, and they'll make the right decisions for him. No doubt at all. Tim Simpson shout out there, chosen advisor. He's just gone. He's gone out on his own. It's fantastic. Got all the big names there, Tim, so it's great. Look out for them. They're doing good things. Well, Mako Shark, that's, uh, that's been a great first segment. Of, it's just flown by. It just shows you how, uh, how exciting this show is, Mako. It's the number one radio show in the country. But we've got to get to a break because after that, we've got our man, Josh Kuyar-Kulabau. And as we said later in the show, stick around, please, for Jacob from Hex Fight Series. We'll speak to you after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to Ned. Take UFC to the Ned's level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Mako. Well, here we go. We're very, very excited to have this man on the show. We've spoken to him a few times on the pod. We've had a few beers in person, but, mate... Never been more excited to speak to this man. Probably the, the most beautiful smile in the country, our man Josh Coolabow. He's just had a massive victory last week, and here he is on Australia's hottest radio show. Josh, how are you, mate? Hey, hey boys. Hey, Mako. Hey, Matty. How are you, mate? How are you feeling? Oh, <laughs> it still hasn't sunk it in, but I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Are you uh, a little bit hungover, potentially? I think first weekend back at home. Did you get out on the, uh, on the, on the grog and the turps, maybe on the Zingerburgers <laughs> no. last night? Unfortunately, I didn't. I've been a, I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy. I think I'm, I might save it for, for next weekend. But yeah, I just uh, sort of want to yeah take it easy, have an easy weekend. You know, be back with the family. Just yeah, just spend quality time. Mate, so, now yeah. you, now you've had some time. It's it's been the fast. We just said it before. Uh, it's the fastest week in history. It feels like we were only there uh, yesterday. But how how are you feeling after your performance? And you've had maybe some time to to sort of let it all settle in and and watch it back. Uh, because it was um, one of the great performances on the night. So I'm just wondering, how, how, how are you feeling now that you've had a chance to sort of just let that all sink in and, and uh, see what was one of a career best performance for you? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a little bit of a, a, a bittersweet thing. It's like all, all the build-up and all the excitement and, you know, in, in the lead-up to the fight and it, it all happens and it's just gone now, you know what I mean? So it's like sort of on to the next thing. So, um, look... To be honest, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit annoyed with the performance. I wish oh. I, I could have done I'd done a bit better. Um, this is probably just me uh, being a bit uh, what's his name uh, perfectionist sort of yeah, being a little bit over the top with that. But um, yeah, I've watched the watched the fight uh, back a few times, and there's definitely a lot to improve on. So uh, I'm 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 taking it with a grain of salt. So I'm happy. Yes, I got the finish in front of my friends in on home soil. You know, against a you know against a guy like him. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy about that. But then also on a side note, I'm also a little bit annoyed the way I performed too. So. 
yeah. Well, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. I reckon all the best have that same mentality. It doesn't matter how good you go on the day and how good the performance is. There's always things you probably can critique about yourself. But, yeah. uh, mate, I'd like to talk a little bit about it. There's a bit of controversy with you blokes in the uh, the weigh-ins there. Old uh-huh. Melsic bagged us, sorry, and I'm glad I said that right, actually. But, uh, <laughs> mate, he snapped, he grabbed you by the neck and gave you a bit of a shove. How could he do that to the most lovely man in Australia? I don't know what he was thinking. He was chewing his gum, getting a bit arrogant, I thought. I had to I had to hold the Mako Shark back. He was ready to jump in and, and defend your honour. He's like, don't touch my boy. Don't touch my boy. I'm going to jump over the barrier, but... What did, how did you handle that? Like, did, was it a bit of mind games? Did you think, oh, this bloke, did it give you a bit of extra motivation potentially to get in there and smash him? Or, or what, take us through what your thoughts were. Um, yeah, like he, <laughs> he decided to get a little bit physical at, at the stare down. Um, I don't know why. Uh, maybe because, yeah, he was probably, you know, in, in enemy territory and he was getting booed. And, yeah, probably he felt some sort of way feeling like, you know, he's the, the guy coming in trying to spoil the, the, the party sort of thing. So... Um, yeah, you might you might have felt a certain way, and then I think also maybe me hitting him with the with the pew pew gun, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that uh, yeah, he didn't take too kind he didn't take too kindly with that. So um, oh, the yeah. pew pew heard around the world. I've watched the fight a couple of times um, and I reckon, tell me if I'm um, not right, I reckon you held the choke for maybe 0.8 of a second longer than you normally would because of maybe the, 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 the kick to the ball sack and also the throat grab prior to the fight. I reckon there was a little bit of um, angst from you to him because I reckon you held on for just a touch long. Uh... No comment on that one. <laughs> I, think you know, I think you know the answer yeah. to that one. I was actually going to ask, like, a lot of these times you see a little bit of a rivalry before the fight, during the fight, but after the fight, a lot of people squash the beef and have some respect. Was there any post-fight uh, sort of link-ups or any respect afterwards between you and Melsic? Oh, man, like, um, just just it, just in the cage, I just said to him, oh, you know, it's nothing personal, it's all business. I know that, you, you know, all the, all the, all the, the lead-up to it, you know, it's all, all, all just a part of this sport. You know, we're obviously getting ready to hurt each other. So, like, we have to sort of get in that state of mind. So I understood. And then also, like, in the back when we did our medicals, you know, uh, where the doctor does a checkup to, to make sure that everything's all right. I, he was, like, in the, the next sort of curtain over to me. And he was obviously, you know, in tears and stuff. So I just, you know, went up to him just getting, you know, a little bit of reassurance that, like, this sport is all it takes is one mistake and... um yeah, all it takes is one mistake, and it's it's game over for you. So it's 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 one of those unforgiving sports. I was uh, I'm glad you actually you brought that up, mate, because I was going to say a lot of people that on on this radio show it's a little bit of a new sport to a lot of listeners. But what people probably don't see and realise is you guys, you know, anywhere from eight weeks, ten week camps where you put your whole life into it and everything into it, and then you've only got you to rely on and one moment. And as you said, yeah. like. He he made he got caught with a, a punch and fell back and then you were on him within three seconds so like ten weeks can be gone in a matter of seconds and that's probably why you're brought to tears because it's it's that's why we love the sport but that's why you guys probably put so much pressure on yourselves it must be hard to uh, to be on the other side of that yeah of course of course you know you're, you're thinking about fighting this guy for so long and like you're training specifically for this one guy and you know like you said your whole life is on hold for this guy you're. You're not you're not able to attend parties. You're not allowed to attend you know social events. You can't eat. You 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 got to be dieting. You know, and you're just yeah using your whole basically your whole life force into this thing. So and for it to go just like that from one mistake, it's yeah it's pretty uh it's it's a very cutthroat sort of sport.
It yeah. is pretty crazy. That was your first pro submission victory. And it, to me, it's sort of reminiscent of uh, Brian Ortega when he just snatched onto Volk's neck in a split second. He took his opportunity in a heartbeat. It was kind of similar to you. You just made it, like, under a second, I reckon. You just had the opportunity and bang, you snatched that neck up in an instant and then did not let go, got the victory. But how satisfying is that for you as well to show that you've got, not only have you got the real good crisp stand-up, but you can snatch a neck that quick and you've got the, uh, the technique to be able to pull it off. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's just showing a uh, you know a new layer to, to my game. Um, my coach always said it like you know we, if we don't have to show it in in fights and stuff yet, then we don't need to show it. Just let them assume that we're mm-hmm. a certain certain style of fighting, and then you know pull it out when they least expect it. So yeah, the it, it was good to to be able to show you know the the typical MMA fan that not, I'm not only just a striker that loves to punch people in the face, but also you know. I'll, I'll break your limbs and check you unconscious too. So, yeah, I love that. Put that on a t-shirt, please. With pew pew. <laughs> With the pew pews. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I watched it back, Bisping and uh, and Anik and the, the boys, they were um, they were really uh, singing your praises about how quick and how technically you got that choke on and didn't give him a second. Um, so that that must have been nice to hear too, getting praise from the you know the main boys on a big pay per view. Yeah, of course. That's always nice to hear and hear them give me some praise because then everybody else sort of like agrees with them, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's nice to, it's nice to uh, yeah, get praise from them. How are the uh, family jewels feeling, Josh? Are they recovered? <laughs> Maybe just give the listeners a bit of a background. <laughs> well, yeah, for anyone that hasn't seen it, he copped an absolute, I don't know what you call it, oh. a back heel spinning Armenian snap kick straight yeah, to the ghoulies. He did. I did, I did. Um, they're, they're still a little bit, uh, still a little bit tender. Uh, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit still feeling like they're up in my gut, sort of thing. So, and we, we, yeah. we speak about how weird this sport can be. I mean, I don't think there's another sport in the world where a man can have that happen to them and then have seventeen thousand people sort of all watch them riling in pain for three minutes while they get everything together. Like it's sort of it's it's outrageous. It must be the oh, I can't yeah, I can't understand what you guys go through at times. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, the the yeah, they give us a timer for us to recover, they give us a five minute timer and I only took uh, two minutes just because the crowd was uh, yeah. Yeah, the getting crowd restless. was getting a bit, yeah, a bit restless and, you know, just obviously jeeing me up to just get back in there. So I sort of, you know, listen to the crowd instead of how my body was feeling. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to apologise on behalf of us, I think. Uh, you were looking for the beer after the victory up on top of the cage. Oh, looking for boy. the beer, the shoey, the skull. Show the world your bloody, your talent. And yeah, we couldn't get it to you, mate. The security were just really, really right on it. So I do apologise and I think no good, actually. Oh, it is It is what it is. Next time, I think I just have to jump the cage and run to you, boys. Have to, mate. Have to. <laughs> For those that have just uh, tuned in, we're speaking with Josh Coolabau. We're going to take a break and have Josh on the other side of that. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to Neds. Take UFC to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, Josh, mate, let's talk a little bit about yourself here. All right? You've won three in a row now. You're on a bit of a hot streak. You're undefeated yeah. at Featherweight. Apart yeah. from your debut in the company, which was up at Lightweight, up against a killer, Jalen Turner, which, you know, looking back on it now, that loss actually has aged quite well. You actually did quite well up a weight against a man like that. But, mate, where to from now? You're, you're looking good, making a bit of noise in the Featherweight division. Where are you expecting the rest of this year to go? 
man, I just want to be active and I just want to take fights that are that are going to push me towards obviously the top 15 and then obviously in the top 15 closer to that belt. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I obviously I'm doing this spot not to be just a number, you know, so I'm trying to just keep going, keep improving. And uh, yeah, I, I want to be I want to be a household name. I want to be guys who think whenever they think about, you know, the belt, they're, they're, they're mentioning my name and being one of the top contenders and, and whatnot. That's, that's that's what I want. And you talk about being active, and that's great to hear. As uh, as a, we're big fans of yours, mate. How hard is it to stay active in the UFC? Are you given every opportunity to fight as regularly as you want, or is there a bit of a pecking order and a little bit of toing and throwing around who they want you to fight, not necessarily who you want to fight? How does that all work? Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit it's a bit uh, fickle like that. Um, it, it sort of has to go through manager, and like mm. people will be like, "Oh, well, this is the date that we want to fight," and it. it it's a, it's a little bit fickle like that. So like obviously I don't want to be fighting backwards and fighting guys that are that are you know lower ranked than me. I want to be fighting upwards, but also at the same time guys that are ahead of me sort of don't want to be fighting backwards too. So it's like yeah. it's like a it's kind of like I know their position because I don't want to be doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like you just sort of got to take the fight. So like Melsic Bagdasarian was a, was one of those fights where he where I was fighting backwards. So. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I guess if you continue to have performances like that on the weekend, though, where you, you know, it's a big highlight finish, I guess maybe some guys that are ranked above you might want to, you know, inverted commas, douse the flame and sort of come and try and put that uh, that hot streak out. So I guess it's, it works yeah. in your favour if you have good performances and, and put on a show like you have been doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure, 100%. They'll see that and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, there's a lot of hype around this kid. Okay, well, let, let's let's... Let's take that hype from him now before he gets any better sort of thing. So, yeah, it, it can work in that way. There's uh, quite a bit of Aussie talent coming up through the featherweight division. Obviously, yourself, you've got Fire Jack, Jack Jenkins, who put on a hell of a performance. The title holder and best in the world currently is Alex Volkanovsky. So the, the featherweight division has been carried by Australians at this point. But it would have been good if Volk could have won that second belt, maybe uh, left the featherweight division and just let you and Jack now just, you know, make your way to the title because we don't want to see you versus Volk for the title. That'd, uh, that'd pull on my heartstrings. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Volk will, well, I feel like by the time I, I'm one of them guys that are fighting and being a contender for the belt, I feel Volk will be sort of onto bigger and better things, I feel. Well, look, you're on national radio now, mate. Maybe just a little call out. Jump, yeah. jump the kill. Let's go. Let's get it going. <laughs> Oh, I can't do that to Volk. No, I, I know, man. I'm only stirring. He's too much of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> that was your, t- your big chance. You've shown your true character as a good bloke. Good oh, on you, mate. Nah. We love Volk. Yeah. How, can you, how can you hate that guy, man? No, nah, we love him. He's he is, inspiration for all of us. Man. He is next level, isn't he? But yeah, this is something people might not realise as well. I was gonna, I'd assume you're on the card, you're fighting. You get to stick around, be in there, experience oh. the atmosphere. But no, apparently you all get booted out of the building. Is this true? Yes or no? Yeah, it is. It is. It's quite uh, quite annoying that they that right after you fight, you go through all your media obligations and then pack your bags, jump in the bag. I uh, jump in the, the jump in the coach, and we send you back to the the fighter hotel, and then you you're on your own to watch the fight somehow. It makes no sense to me that you guys are part of the actual show. Part of, as I said on radio this week, part of the best event that's ever been in the country. You put on a highlight performance. 
you just want to sit back and watch the, you know, some of the main guys and some of your friends, and it's like, sorry, mate, out you get. You've done your bit. Yeah, we'll just uh, yeah. We'll let everyone else yeah. that isn't fighting enjoy it and not the actual fighters. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating because, like, obviously all of us want to watch, you know, the rest of the card and such a historic card and obviously the fights are real good mm. and we all want to stick around. And, yeah, they, 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 they just give us the, the flick. They're like, yeah, you guys got to go. Sorry. Like, well, then how are we going to watch? At least, you know, you'd think they'd, they'd tee up something for us in the back yeah. where they can have a room. The green room. Can watch, you know, yeah, well, they say they don't have a green room anymore. Well, that's what they were telling us. So. Is that due to potential... Uh, forging new beefs and if you've called someone out and they might be on the same card then all of a sudden you're both in the same room is is it because of is, are they running the health and safety type line with you blokes is it so there's no uh elite men fighting when we all can't see it it could be it could yeah. be uh yeah probably might stretch their security a bit then if if you know they're obviously having to follow all the fighters around to make sure that you know they're not fighting each mm. other could be or they just they just uh, doing that ever since uh, the COVID and health regulations they used to put in place, because before COVID, that, that we were allowed to do, we were allowed to stay at the event and watch the event. But then, obviously, after COVID, we got the flick and could never really stay back to watch the other fights. Uh, whatever the reason is, it stinks. Dana White, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you probably are, let's fix it because this isn't good enough. But Josh, mate, I've got a really important question. I saw you were at the uh, the Colonel last night, KFC. You are Mr. KFC in this country. Was this your first time after the victory? And what did you order? It was, boys. It was. I've been good. I told you I've been, you good. been I good. I, I, I haven't been on the I haven't been on the grog yet, like fully. And, uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, and I haven't. I've only had KFC once, so I've been good. I've Unbelievable. Been good. Um, I've ordered a, a zinger box. Uh, good and just. Three extra uh, original pieces it has to be the oh, drum, yeah. the drum piece, and the thigh piece. So yeah, three extra uh, original pieces and a zinger box combo. Have you managed to get a sponsorship from them yet? Oh man, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> Never waiting. seen an athlete put do more for a fast food chain than yourself to then and be doing uh, no, well in what you're doing to not just have someone go just have a, a, a year of KFC when you're not in camp. It's, yeah, it's, not it's, in it's camp. the easiest sell ever. This is this is out of, this is uh, out of love. This isn't looking for sponsorship. I just I just love I just love I love fried chicken. So. I think you'd be moving up to welterweight if you didn't get the uh, sponsorship, mate. <laughs> yeah, Jack Della, Madalena, I'm coming for yeah, you. Yeah, there's the call out we wanted. <laughs> the Zinger kids coming for him. Yeah. No, Josh, mate. They they said they're coming back to Australia later this year. We don't know when exactly, but. Do you guys see that? Is that in your sights? And can you sort of map it out? Maybe you get one more in in the next few months and then try and plan for Australia later in the year? Yeah, well, I'm planning at least uh, two or three before we, go back, we come back to to, uh, um, to Australia. So, yeah, at least two more before we get back end of the year. So that'll be my four fights in the year. So that, that's, that's sort of what I'm mapping out. It's perfect. It would be perfect to, to have that happen. And it's funny because everyone's like... You know, it's inside news, you know, but everyone talks about that they're coming back. So I don't think how inside it is. I think everyone knows now, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I'm not too sure about the actual date and where it's going to be, but mm. I, I, I did hear it down, you know, that there is, yeah, that it's definitely coming back at the end of the year. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting, mate. Look, we, uh, we absolutely have loved chatting to you today, mate. Yeah, as we've said to everyone, we've we've had you on our pod before. We we're your biggest fans. We love you. Australia, I'm sure, loves you after that performance, mate. We wish you all the best for the rest of the year, and hope we get the opportunity to chat with you uh, before a big UFC Sydney, where you're undefeated still in this weight division and really uh, climbing to the top, mate. So thank you so much for jumping on this morning and uh, giving us some of your time. Thanks, 
Thank you, boys. Thank you, Mega Shark. Thank you, Matty C. Uh, appreciate it, boys. Honestly, you guys, uh, yeah, always, always uh, put a grin on my face, and uh, yeah, always lovely to chat with. And Josh, mate, don't don't think I've forgotten, mate. You still owe me a rematch in the beer scaling competition, <laughs> all right? You, you ducked me uh, on Sunday, but I'm coming for you still, mate. Okay, all right, I'll hold it to you. Good on you, mate. We love you, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Them's Fighting Words on SEN across Australia and on the SEN app. Back after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words. Thanks to Neds. Take UFC to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're very excited now, Maddie. We've got uh, a big fight night happening here in Melbourne next Friday, the 24th of Feb. It's Hex Fight Series number 25. Big night of fights on. We've got Jacob here from Hex joining us, mate. How are you? Matty C, Mako, how are we, boys? Yeah, we're going well, thank you, mate. Going very well. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Very excited to be on the hottest radio station in Australia right now. <laughs> we are. We're cooking with gas. We really are. But it's not about us here, mate. It's about you guys. Another big fight night. If people out there aren't aware of Hex, it's probably, I'd say, Australia's preeminent martial arts uh, MMA company. A lot of champions that fight in the UFC currently have come through the, uh, the Hex system. So we've got another big night, mate. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, correct. It's been around for eight years, and like you said, it's probably been the number one the whole time. Um, just had a former Hex featherweight champion on, Josh Koulibau. Um We've also had Jimmy Crew, Israel Adesanya, Kai Kara-France. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Mate, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, and we, uh, we were at uh, UFC in Perth, and I can tell you the sport is, uh, has never been more popular than it is now. So it's, a, it's an advantageous time for yourself to be uh, driving that on a local, uh, local circuit in the sporting hub of Australia in Melbourne. Yeah, definitely, boys. Just riding off the high of um, UFC in Perth. So excited to have this fight night next Friday and um, sold-out venue down at the Melbourne Pavilion. Yeah. And, how, mate, how important are events like the UFC in the Perth um, that was on the weekend for your business and for, I guess, the awareness of the casual fan? Because, you know, people go to the pub and have beers and, you know, enjoy a bit of a punt from here to there responsibly and, and, and watch the sport. But then, I guess, if they're looking for a fix where they can go and actually watch it. It, it, it must be massive for your business to be able to offer a, a really good... And we've been before, we're not just saying it, it's a really top-notch, well-ran show for anyone out there that's looking to go and do something uh, with your Friday nights when they're on. But uh, how important are the events like that with the tourism when they come in and just to spread the word of, your, of the sport? Yeah, they're definitely very important because it just gets the word out there to the mainstream crowd. We've always got our die-hard Hex fans that come down to every event. But, yeah, when the UFC comes here, it's just spreading awareness and... Australian MMA is just growing at such a rapid rate. There's not really a ceiling, so... Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of fans, you know, they, they watch the UFC, they might not be aware of what's going on underneath that, but, like, on Friday night, you've got a few blokes from Freestyle MMA, which is Alex Volkanovsky's gym. So, like, Joe Lopez, the head trainer, he'll be down there with a few boys like Jarrett, Wilbraham, Colby Thickness, these types of guys that work in the gym daily with people like the Volk, and they're going to be fighting Friday. Mate, take us through a few of the fights we've got because there's some serious talent on show. Yeah, like you mentioned, we've got Jarrett Wilbraham there in the main event um, coming out of freestyle MMA. Trains directly with Volkanovski and Joe Lopez. You've got Justin Van Heerden he trains with as well. He's fighting Genghis Khan Offley from Absolute MMA in Melbourne. Yeah. It's a typical matchup there of your striker versus grappler. You've got Jarrett who's nice and long, rangy, likes to sit on the outside and pick people off. 
against Khan, who's kind of that short, stocky wrestler who just likes to grind you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our yeah, Hex Featherweight title bout there in the main event. And we sort of spoke about it. You've been a breeding ground for some of the absolute um, best names now in the UFC. These fights, are they're very important for these guys, aren't they? Because they're right on the, the cusp of, uh, of getting a contract. So it's great for your event because these guys are fighting for their livelihoods always. But when you start to get some matchups like this, there's, there's a lot more, I guess, that's on the line for these guys, isn't it? A loss is sometimes detri- really detrimental. Yeah, definitely. I think we're looking at a couple of future UFC stars here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you said, a, a loss can be detrimental. It can set you back two, three years. Mm. So it's very important. There's a lot at stake for these guys, um, especially in this women's flyweight title belt. We've got Lisa Kiriaku and Amina Hadaya. Amina coming out of freestyle MMA and Lisa from Absolute. Both girls are probably on the cusp of the UFC. A win in this fight could get them signed. So... Yeah, there's definitely a lot at stake in these fights. That's a definite banger fight, that one. There, It's two of the best in the country in the female divisions and two of the best gyms in Australia. Really sort of clashing head-to-head, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think absolute MMA now that we've got Jack Jenkins um, coming off an, an impressive performance at UFC 284. It's really put that gym on the map. So yeah. I'm excited to see what, what comes from that because we've got, you know, Khan Offley, Lisa Kiriaku, Raja Shippen. There's a lot of talent coming out of that gym and I'm excited. I think they're going to really take over. And you talked about Mako Shark, uh, Volk's boy, Colby Thickness. Mm. Is there ever been a better last... I, I went with uh, Thicknazy to you, and you're like, Thicknazy? Who's Thicknazy? What thick-nazy? are you talking about? The Thicknazium. I just, I just thought Thickness was too... Because it's spelt Thicknazy. I just tried to get a little bit sort of fluent with my language, Mako. But it's, a, it's an outrageous last name, and um, he's a thick, short fella, isn't he? He's not the world's biggest man, but I'm damn with the thickness. I don't know about you, Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got a good nickname too. It's Slickness. So we've got oh. Colby Slickness Thickness. <laughs> I like that a lot. There's a lot of marketing opportunities here with this bloke. Yeah, definitely. And he's got a big fight against Michael Barber um, down on the bottom of the card. So, yeah, two guys that like to kind of stand and bang. Um, watch that one. That could be fight of the night. Definitely. And take it, where, where, where are people watching this? If you get, if you haven't got a ticket, get down to the Melbourne Pavilion. I think it's almost sold out. But I have seen you've got an uh, ESPN deal in the works, or if it's in the works already, I'm not sure. But... Where are we watching it? At home with your mates or what we're doing? Yeah, so we've, we've just signed on a deal with ESPN um, a couple of weeks ago. It's a pretty big deal for Hex. It's putting us on that global map and it's, it's giving these guys an opportunity to be seen on the world stage. ESPN's the biggest sports network in mm-hmm. Australia and, and the world. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big opportunity. This event won't be live on ESPN. The ones uh, later on in the year will be. So you'll yep. be able to catch this one on Fight TV. Yep. Uh, but if you're in Melbourne, definitely grab a ticket now and come down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Get down, Mako Shark. The uh, the ESPN stuff shows you the respect that the sport's getting in this country um, from when we couldn't even get fights because of the cage here in Melbourne. So it's uh, it's definitely come a long way, hasn't it? And uh, people are really starting to respect the, the men and uh, women that are actually putting their lives into it. Yeah, definitely. I think that stigma of a uh, violent, bloody sport's kind of going away. We, uh, we had a, a ring back in Hex 1, and then Hex was the first promotion to be allowed to use a cage. So it's, it's good to see how far it's come from, from back when we started. Absolutely. Showed how sort of prehistoric the country's opinions and the general consensus of the sport was back then. Because, like, yeah, there was that stigma around the cage. You can't have the cage. It makes it violent and barbaric. So they just let the dudes fight in boxing rings, yeah. which is way more dangerous. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. So, yeah, finally we've gotten over that hurdle, and I think it's just all systems go now. Yeah, definitely. And it's only recently, really, that the that stigma's kind of gone away. And I think it's with the success of these Australian UFC yeah. stars like Robert Whittaker, 
Jim Crute, these guys that kind of paved the way for the for the young stars that are coming through now. So I think the more and more that we get these stars coming through and the higher level guys we get, like Volk, the more the stigma is kind of going to go away. Absolutely, mate. And how hard is it to put a show on, a local MMA show? Is it? Do you get support from the government or any? Do you get like roadblocks at anywhere? Or is it now okay and you've you've got a set thing that you can do and you can put on your your shows frequently without? Too many headaches. I'd just love to know a little bit about the, the behind the scenes, how how tough it is to actually run, because we see all the glitz and glamour and how good is this, but it must just must stress you out putting these shows on at times. Yeah, it can get stressful sometimes, but the, the Vic Combat Sports Board are really good to work with. They're, they're really easy and they, they love the fights as well. They're always passionate to come down and, and watch the events, so they work with us really closely to get these events running as smoothly as possible. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's going to be a ripping night next Friday. We're going to be there. We can't wait. Australia's hottest radio show is very excited. Mate, Jacob, thanks heaps for coming in. It's been great to talk to you, mate. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to this one and hopefully a few more good ones for the rest of the year. Always a pleasure to chat with you, boys. I had one more for him too. Go for um, it, Matty. I want to know who you're most proud of that's come through your, um, come through the hex doors. I mean, you might not have been there at the time, but as a business, what, what, who, is there one or is it just a, a, a level of respect for all, all the fighters that go on to big things in their careers? Yeah, look, I respect every fighter that steps in the cage because I could never picture myself doing it. It's a pretty scary prospect. But yeah. I think the, the main one is Jim Crute. Yeah. He's, he's been exclusive on Hex from his, from his first professional fight all the way up to his signing in the UFC. And, yeah, he, he's an amazing guy. Showed a lot of heart last weekend at UFC 284. So we're really, really proud of Jimmy and, and I'm excited for the future. Bloody oath. Yeah, we all are, mate. And as Mako Shark said, we've uh, loved having you in. The studio today, we're going to be down there. Uh, Friday, Melbourne Pavilion, Hex Fight Series 25. If you're not there, get there. Um, this has been Nems Fighting Words coming across Australia on the SEN app. Neds are the official wagering partner of the UFC. Download the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll see you next week.